How much is that roll of paper towels? $4, $6. How about the hairdryer? 35 bucks. Maybe it's 85. And what about that new car? Today, One Piece from Quartz is answering a question that I'm sure keeps you up at night. How are people doing at the Price is Right? We're going to answer that question and talk about the impact on your wallet on today's Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you from my mom's half-finished basement outside Detroit, Michigan, where it's snowing outside the little windows along the roof line here. I'm Joe Salcihai. And this is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Today, kicking off the week for us, it's Bestow. Thanks to Bestow for supporting Money with Friends. Bestow's term life insurance that's 100% online and never requires a medical exam. Prices start at $3 per month. How do you get it? Apply at hellobestow.com slash MWF. That's hellobestow.com slash MWF. I haven't watched The prices Right in a long time, Bobby. I have not watched it too recently either. Um, I think that we're busy also. <laughs> I don't know that I really sit down and watch game shows. You play board games, but I don't know that you watch game shows. We have board game night tonight here in the basement. But it's funny. There was actually a uh, recently uh, Netflix uh, documentary about The Price is Right and about how some some guy might have cheated at the price of right. It's called Perfect Bid on Netflix. We do this live in front of a Facebook Ooh. audience, by the way. And Mike reminded me of that uh, fantastic documentary. But we're not going to talk documentary. We're going to talk prices. So you ready to get into it? Let's do it. Let's see which one of our friends is helping us kick off today's show. This is Bethany from The Money Millhouse. The money talking party starts now. It's time for Money with Friends. Okay, our piece comes to us from Quartz from Dan Kopp. It is called The Price is Wrong. Why are people getting worse at The Price is Right? Americans are worse at The Price is Right than they used to be on the game show, which has been running since 1972. Four contestants are asked to guess the price of consumer products like washing machines, microwaves, or jumbo packs of paper towels. The person who gets closest to the actual price without going over gets to keep playing and the chance to win prizes like a new car. In the 1970s, the typical guess was about 8% below the actual price. People underestimated the price by more than 20% wow. in 2018. This finding comes from monthly, from recently released research by Jonathan Hartley, a data analyst currently studying public policy at Harvard University. A longtime fan of the show, Hartley was inspired to conduct his research after reading a research paper from 1996 that reveals contestants don't use optimal bidding strategies. They too rarely bid just a dollar over the highest previous <laughs> bid and is one of the early economic papers to show how people could be irrational. Hartley wondered what else the data might show. He found that the accuracy of people's guesses sharply decreased from the 1970s to the 2000s and then stabilized in the 2010s. So what accounts for guesses getting so much worse? Well, it's possible something about the show has changed, like the kinds of products or the types of people that try to get on. 
Hartley thinks there are three economic factors that are the most likely culprits. Each of them makes it less rational for people to need to know exact prices. I love these. First, inflation in the U.S., much higher and much less stable in the 1970s and 80s. When inflation is high and variable, people become more attentive to prices, noticing they're paying more for goods than ever before. Second, the rise of e-commerce may have made people less sensitive to price. Research by the economist Alberto Cavallo finds that online competition has made prices more similar across sellers, both online and off. As a result, people may feel less of a need to do price comparisons. And third, there are more products than ever. Listen to this. There are 50 times as many products at a grocery store than 80 years ago, according to economist James Besson. Rather than compete on price, companies increasingly try to differentiate their products in other ways. This also might make it harder for prices right contestants, along with the rest of us, to know how much stuff costs. If you ever find yourself on the game show, the lesson from this research is that whatever you think the price is, you should, your estimate should, as the host says, come on down. I tried to do my best there. <laughs> uh, do you know the prices of everything when you, when you shop around? Do I you, don't. Do you actively look at it? And you know, it's funny reading this and uh, prepping for today's show, I realized how personally my own price price sensitivity has gone down. Don't get me wrong. In the grocery store, if I'm looking at three rolls of paper towels, I will do a I'll do a cost comparison there on the spot. But going into the store, I have no idea what what I should expect paper towels to cost in the first place. Well, there's also so many different ways that the packaging can impact what you're really getting for the price. And I think that can be very confusing to consumers because, for example, so take the paper towels, you may have one roll, each each one has, let's say, three in a package, but one may say it's double roll and be priced higher or may say it's a different thickness or some kind of different characteristics. So it's very hard to make comparisons. And I think people just give up sometimes. But, but what I really like um, that uh, most big uh, grocery store chains still do, which is a price per unit cost. There's there's yes. the overall price. And then there's a little tiny thing that says price per unit. And I'll focus on that. Um, but then I'll also, Bobby, to your point, then I'll look at the quality because a lot of the time, and what's funny is a lot of time the mega roll is not cheaper or the bigger uh, cereal or the bigger thing that supposedly you're getting a discount on is not cheaper per unit. So they, the grocery stores, I think, still do a good job of trying to give you some cost comparison uh, so you can can decide what the what the the best price is. And more and more, by the way, that's working in their favor because when you compare generic stuff, which is increasingly, all studies show generic things getting better and better. And frankly, usually, right, they're made in the same factory as the thing right next door to the uh, to the generic product. Um, generic stuff it, it's, that the grocery store is selling is more profitable for them and still cheaper for you. I also want to point out, you know, we're having this discussion in somewhat of a bubble because we're here with our money friends and we're very focused on money. But a lot of people shop based on other values. They might choose, for example, to buy the ice cream that is made locally, even if it costs significantly more. So it does vary in terms of what the priority is when you are making that decision. It's not always. It might be on having higher quality ingredients that people are willing to pay more for or even perceived higher quality. So there's a lot of factors. Not everybody shops on price or even looks at the prices if their priority is something else. It's funny how often 
I come back to uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey and how often that begin with the end in mind starts. And I think with all this price variability, 80 times more stuff in a in a grocery store than there was uh, th- all those years ago. I think more than ever, when you walk in, you have to know what's important to you. Is it important that you have the three-ply toilet paper versus the one-ply? Is it important? Like, what percentage of your budget is this stuff? Should it be? Um, And knowing what's important to you, what's not, so you can spend more on the things that are and less on the things that aren't, knowing that you only have so much money to spend, I think is a huge part of winning with your money now. Yes. And also remember that I, I think back to there was a Mad Men episode and they were talking about a product and they were, it might have been cigarettes and they were trying to create an idea that was going to differentiate them from other competitors. And it was something like, but we have this kind of whatever. And it wasn't something that actually mattered, but they were going to promote it as something that people should care about. So some of these companies will create a characteristic. They'll say, for example, back to our paper towels, they'll say, and it may in fact matter, I don't know, but they'll say ours is double ply. Ours is the thickest double ply, whatever it is. Maybe you didn't know that you should care about that until they told you that was a differentiator. Did you see, speaking of that, when when the big gluten-free thing first hit, all the stories about all these products that said that they were gluten-free that never would have gluten in them in the first right, place. Right, exactly. Weren't it's even, all marketing, right. Weren't even because they just knew people gluten. were looking for the gluten-free on them. And, and yeah, right. My certain Jeep, things were just always gluten-free. My, my Jeep Cherokee, gluten-free. Yeah. Steak, gluten-free. Right. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we do this live in front of a Facebook audience and we've got some uh, great comments from people hanging out with us. By the way, if you want to hang out while we make the show, head to facebook.com forward slash iStackBenjamins. Mike says he still thinks a candy bar should cost 25 cents. I remember those days, Mike. See, now it's old guy show here. Uh, Karen is hanging out with us. She says she always looks at the price per unit. Costco is great for that. However, Mike responds by saying at Costco, they buy 20 rolls instead of three, which makes it harder. This is interesting. You know, when, when you're buying in bulk, you can get some great deals. But part of me thinks, you know, when you look at companies in just-in-time inventory, how a company makes more money by spending a little bit more later than stocking up and holding stuff for a long time. Like best use of a dollar might be to avoid buying 40 rolls of paper or 10 big things of ketchup um, and instead just buying one. I don't know. It seems like it would have to be a significant value to make stocking up a lot make sense. I think payment systems has also had an impact because not only have we moved around away from cash where you really feel what you're spending and you need to make sure you have enough cash with you to pay for whatever you're buying, wherever we keep going to the grocery store as an idea because the price is right does a lot of that stuff. But it also, you know, we're moving away even from taking a physical credit card and signing a piece of paper. So now you often have, you, you know, you might be paying on, I pay a lot on Apple Pay or all of these wireless digital payment systems. And it's all, they all talk about, I've done a lot of reporting on this on frictionless transactions where it's just seamless. I mean, you can go into these Amazon experimental stores and just walk out with stuff and it just, you know, hits your card because they know who you are through all these ways that they identify you. You truly don't ever know the price. You can take something and just walk out with it and you have never even seen the bill. And that makes it very easy to just not be aware of what you're spending and have no idea what things cost. Yeah, I uh, I think that right there for me is the biggest thing when it comes to price sensitivity is companies have worked very hard to kind of take price out of the equation 
so that we're less price sensitive and clearly based on this, I think it's working. I think, I think it's really working. I think we just buy stuff and we don't think about the consequences until it's too right. late sometimes. We're worried about that latte, not about the grocery bill. Yeah. I'll tell you a place where making it frictionless really helps though, Bobby, before we get to our takeaways. How about if we talk about with life insurance and making it frictionless, yes. huh? We're That's happy. a very good segue, Joe. <laughs> and very and very accurate, actually, because it's so easy with yes. this show. It really is. You just do everything online. You don't even have to have a medical appointment. When, medical I, was a, when I was a financial planner, life insurance forms and life insurance applications uh, and the whole process was such a Oh, pain. they came to your house oh. to do the medical exam. And, and by the way, it was two weeks after you applied too, right? So, and the price, you don't know what the price is going to be. It's so it's so not fun, which is why we're happy Bestow supports Money with Friends. Life insurance is important, but they believe the process shouldn't take forever. If you're familiar with getting life insurance, as Bobby and I just talked about, you know how excruciating that can be. You've got other things to do, though, so Bestow makes it easy. They offer term life insurance. It's 100% online. They never require the medical exam ever. Prices start at $3 a month. They're available for two, 10, and 20 years. And if you need it long-term, go with the longer-term coverage because that will also save you money. But I also like the fact they offer the two-year if you just need some duct tape for a couple of years. No need to put in name, email, phone, et cetera. In order to get that quote, you can get a quote and remain anonymous right now. And you'll feel much better because... You've started on the path to getting the coverage you need. Apply at hellobestow.com. That's hello, B-E-S-T-O-W.com slash M-W-F. And thanks for using that M-W-F because that tells them that uh, we sent you. So thanks to everybody who's done that. And thanks, Bestow, for supporting the show. All right, let's get back to uh, frictionless. What do you think, Bobby? What's our big takeaway from this? I think that so much of our life is now driven by algorithms and data pushing goods towards us. We want that instant gratification and the actual price may not be part of that formula. It may not feel so impactful when we pay for things digitally, just like we didn't seem to know people's actual phone numbers anymore. Do you know everyone that you talk to's phone number, Joe? Probably not. They're programmable into our phone, so we don't know what they are. When we don't take out cash, and now we often aren't even signing on a credit card, payment systems are making transactions so seamless, we don't even notice our money slipping away. I I absolutely love that. And it dovetails completely into what my takeaway was, Bobby, which is this. You know, one thing I've advocated for a long time, if you're planning with another person, is a weekly meeting to talk about your money. And even if you're planning by yourself, this 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 news that we're less price sensitive means it's more important to have check-ins more often. And by making them short and making them fun, you're much more likely to do them. And because we're less price sensitive, it's going to be really easy for us to get off track. And everybody remember, too, what time of year we're coming into. Companies have waited all year to earn big profits here in the fourth quarter of the year with all the holiday gift giving that's coming up. You want to have those check-ins and certainly having a weekly money meeting either by yourself or with the person you're working with makes a ton of sense now to go over the money that you spent and plan what you're going to spend next week. So I think that's, uh, that's pretty big. Yeah, that is so well said. And just to dovetail that for one second, the great thing about everything being digital and not paying as much in cash is that we do have a transactional record of everything. So you can go into whatever app or whatever system you use and you can see even just the credit card statement, everything's there for you. Maybe not down to the actual products that you purchased, but the amount that you're spending in categories is right there for you. Uh, We normally... 
have a lot of stuff on Instagram about these. We obviously had some fantastic uh, uh, discussions here live today, but in the future, coming up this week, we're going to have some Instagram polls. Bobby, tell us where people yeah. can participate on those. Our handle is at Money Friends Pod on both Instagram and Twitter and stay close to Instagram stories. That's where we usually run our polls. We did the show very last minute, so we didn't have time to do one, but we love your participation and your comments on those polls. And you can learn more about the show and our sponsors, including Bestow, by going to moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can click on our sponsor page and help support the show by checking out our sponsors. And we've got some special deals for you on all of them. Yeah, I, 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 uh, we worked hard to make sure that we vetted our sponsors and that they were people that would align uh, with with um, the values that Bobby and I have. I'd also like to say a big thanks, by the way, to people that have given us a review of this show. This is a five-star review that just came in from Cheetonium. Have enjoyed this show and especially it's moved to a shorter daily show. The guests are insightful and the hosts have gone out of their way to gather multiple points across the financial media spectrum. We do work hard on that Cheetonium. So thanks for noticing it. And thank you for the review. If uh, you. you know somebody that needs to listen to the show, please have them uh, hang out with us where we're here Monday through Saturday. That's going to do it for today, everybody. Bobby, you're back with a guest tomorrow. Speaking of guests, who is our thought leader who joins you tomorrow? It is Chris Browning from the Popcorn Finance Podcast. Fantastic. And Chris always has a great point of view. We'll see everybody next time back here at Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.